last part, but I wanted to share that. It's part 17, so we've been on this thing since February, on this series. And has it been good? I mean, I, I really believe the devil has attacked a lot of families because of this series, but... But you're gonna, he's going to bring you through all this. Amen. And it's going to strengthen you. It's going to make your marriage stronger and your family stronger. So I just believe that. Amen. So today, we're going to, the title of my message is Yesterday, Today, Forever. And uh, let's read uh, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8. It says this. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The Passion Translation says, Jesus, the Anointed One, is always the same, yesterday, today, and forever. So, we've spoken a lot, and it, oh, before I go on, the footnotes that I read in that scripture, the Aramaic says, it, the Aramaic can be translated for that scripture, Jesus, the Messiah, is the fulfillment of yesterday, today, and forever. He's the one that brought it all together. Amen. Now, now, we've, we've spoken a lot over the past seven, seven months about what the Word of God has to say about the family. And yet there are many more things that we can find to teach some more on, on this subject. In fact, the way we live and conduct our lives in every way affects our families. So, it's always going to be a part of who we are and what we do. And it can never be separated. Uh, God is in the midst of family. Family was His design. And it's all about what He wants for this world. It's not about what we want. It's about what God wants. And just because culture changes, uh, cultures change and societies become more liberal and tolerant, the family is always God's design. And that will never change. That will never change. Some may try to change the definition of the family. But God's definition of the family, God's definition of the family will never change. Amen. We've already moved into that part of a society where the, the family is a whole different idea to a lot of people. But God's definition of the family will never change. And I believe it's been very, I believe it's been very intentional on the Holy Spirit's part to lead us in and through this series on the family. And, I, and as I look back on what we've taught and, and what some of the families in this church have been going through and some of you are still going through, I thank God for leading us through this series. The Apostle Paul writes, he writes it like this from Ephesians chapter 3. Verses 14 through 21. This is from the Message Bible. He says, My response is to get down on my knees before the Father, this magnificent Father who parcels out all heaven and earth. I ask Him to strengthen you by His Spirit, not a brute strength, but a glorious inner strength, that Christ will live in you as you open the door and invite Him in. And I ask Him that with both feet planted firmly on love, you'll be able to take in with all Christians the extravagant dimensions of Christ's love. Reach out and experience the breadth. Test its length. Plumb the depths. Rise to the heights. Live full lives, full in the fullness of God. God can do anything, you know, far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. He does it not by pushing us around, but by working within us 
His Spirit deeply and gently within us. Glory to God in the church. Glory to God in the Messiah, in Jesus. Glory down all the generations. Glory through all millennia. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Amen. Amen. So I want to confess to you today that I am incredibly thankful to God for my family. And not just my personal family, but my spiritual family, my church family here as well. I'm tremendously grateful for what God has done in us and is doing through us daily. Amen. Uh, I go, you know, I'm never shy wherever I go in public. And uh, I talk to a lot of people and I always hear positive, good things about Maranatha. And people I talk to, they say, yeah, I'll really like that church. I hear a lot about that church, you know. And one, and, got a, and there's one old lady in town. She don't, I won't say her name. But she tells me every time I see her, I'm going to come out there one of these days. One of these days. Not that Sunday is the day. <laughs> not one of these days. Sunday is the day. Amen. Because she keeps saying one of these days. And that's not a day of the week, you know. Someday's not a day of the week either. But Sunday is a day of the week. Amen? So, but uh, there aren't words enough to describe it. Uh, wealth is great, but the family is priceless. The family is priceless. And uh, I think sometimes we, we just so lightly dismiss a family unit uh, and the togetherness of what God's doing in, in the midst of a family. Not all families are beautiful. Not all families have it all together. A lot of families have a lot of hurt. A lot of families have a lot of chaos. A lot of families have a lot of problems. But God wants to heal all that. God wants to make families whole. It was really His design. It was really God's design to have families worship God, to come together uh, just like leave it to beaver. And those little TV shows back in the 50s and early 60s. Uh, I mean, I, I, those were good times. They were really good times. And uh, people may think, well, that's all cheesy. But, you know, God, He didn't want it to be cheesy, but He wants you, God wants you to enjoy each other in the family. And if it's not, if it's not enjoyable, there's going to be problems in the house. You, you know that. I mean, I don't have to explain that to you. But when, when, they, when there's strife in the house, there's every kind of evil. Every kind of evil. There's, there's jealousy and envy and all kind of things take place when there's strife around. When you don't come into the place. But I want to tell you how to, how to get rid of strife and, 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 and all those uh, things in the house that are causing the problems. Is you just come and you fellowship with God. And you bring God into the picture. And you don't, when you get married at the church, you, you take God with you home. You don't just leave Him at the church when you got married. Amen? Amen? You take Him with you everywhere you go, and He's in the house, and He's in the home. He's not just a book on the table, but He's in your heart. And that's where God wants to be. I want to tell you something. If you do that, if you put God in that place in your life, then you, you, all your relationships are going to be much better, especially the one with Him. When you put Him first. He has to be first. But He has to be in the home. He has to be there. 
for the home to succeed and be the design that He's called it to be. Amen? And it's not just the family at home, but to be connected to the family of faith like a church, like here we are together today. You know, I feel so close to y'all. When y'all come and receive communion and I hug everybody that gets to be hugged, I, I feel so close to y'all. And uh, I, I, I love the fellowship that we have. The good, I mean, just tell, I, tell, I, I told uh, Jose when I hugged him this morning, I love you, man. He loves me too. And, and I mean that. Uh, when I tell you I love you, I love you. Amen. And maybe I haven't told everybody, but I do. And that's what God wants us to have. He wants us to have that love for our, our, our fellow brothers and sisters and everybody, man. And God wants that. To, he wants us to take that to the world around us. That kind of love that's unconditional. Amen. So I treasure your friendship and your love. And I know Kim feels the same way. Uh, that I do about that too. So here, here at Maranatha, God is building a powerful, loving family unit to use for His purposes in your lives and in the lives that we touch. Now, I've been pastoring. This will be 19 years I've been pastoring here. We, me and Kim both have been pastoring here since 2000. And we're still got a long way to go. Hey, he's still doing a lot of, a lot of work here. A lot of good things are going to happen. Amen. I believe that. So uh, let's, let's get after it with God. Amen. So at home, at work, at school, at your leisure, God wants to use you mightily because He's mightily in love with you. Amen. So I know you uh, met some friends here at church that you would never have met if you wouldn't have come to this church, you know, and you've probably made some lasting friendships here together. God is good, isn't He? Some of you have awesome testimonies of healings and miracles that God has done in you or someone in your family. Those are, those are very important things in the church, and that's what happens in a church and as we fellowship and, and love one another. This family of God. We could probably spend the whole day just sharing our stories about the things that God's done for us uh, because of our relationships with this church, the Lord and, and His people here. Amen. So I just kind of want to wrap this uh, family series up this morning, but I'm going to continue with one next week. But I want to, let me just tell you a hint. I'm going to give you a little hint about what I'm going to talk about next week. Is that we may not always realize how, how deceptive the enemy is on our families and in our house. And we just don't take it serious enough. And we don't value the presence of God enough to me uh, in our homes when we allow certain things to take place in the home and we just don't deal with it. So we're going to talk about some of those issues and some of those things that rise up in the home. That we And, and, and I'm going to show you what God's Word says about how to deal with those things. Amen? So I think that's going to be good. But uh, uh, I want you to know, I want you to always remember... Uh, from these teachings, the things that God has taught you. So if you didn't, if you miss some of the series, some of the teachings, you can always sign up back there, get them uh, to make the CDs for you. They're free. I don't, we don't want to charge anything for the, for the CDs. And uh, I want you to just listen to them again and keep listening to them until you get those things done and implemented in your 
in your home. So I want to remind you that we they have all that available. And that's okay. So here we go. I want to summarize all this again with this. Number one, the number one thing that I'll, I want you to remember uh, about this message today is, and this whole series, is that the family is God's design. That's what you need to you need to understand that first and foremost, that the family. The first thing I want you to always remember in this series is that the family is God's is not design. It's not one. It's not someone else's uh, definition. It's God's design. It'll never change. His design will never change. And his definition of the family will never change. Number two, the family is your training ground for ministry. The family is your training ground for ministry. You as parents must develop an intimate, personal relationship with the Lord and then model that in your homes and in your everyday lives. You got kids? If you got kids, they need to see that modeled in the home and in your lives, the way you live it out. And you know what? I just believe if we can change our home, if we can change our home, we can change the kids. The kids will change their homes. Those kids will change their My grandkids will change. It's going to pass down. If we make an impact and we honestly do it and we diligently do it in our own homes, we're going to change the next generations all the way down. It'll have a great impact because I think a lot of, a lot of families today have lost everything. They've lost the value of life. They've lost that intimacy of praying with their kids, tucking their kids in in bed at night and praying over them and praying with them. We've lost a lot of that. I don't I don't think a lot of families do that anymore and it's just sad. But you must remember the responsibilities you have as parents to train your children to not only honor you but to honor God and honor others. Don't let someone else teach your family, you teach them. Take your family to church. Take your family to church. Now, in the family here at church, there's one point I want to make. There are many different personalities here in our church today, right? Man, I want to tell you they are. Many different personalities. And I've talked to all of them. And, and some are fun. Some are fun. Some are more fun than others. Some are terrifying. And you know who you are. <laughs> but 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 that's 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 the way God makes us up, man. And He helps. He, he does that on purpose. I told one pastor, I said, I got a few. I'm gonna send to your church. He said, I'll give you some right back. <laughs> but see, God does that because then He helps us to learn how to deal with different people, and He helps us to teach them. And get them to the place where He wants them. Hey, we have to pray for patience and endurance ourselves. Amen? Amen. But He does that. Listen, I never, I, I don't want to ever let anyone think that they're not welcome in this church. I don't care what you look like, smell like, dress like. Well, maybe dress. No, I don't, I don't. I really don't care what you look like or what kind of race you are or any of that. We're not about none of that. You know, I don't see all that. We all bleed red. Amen. And we all got hurts and we all got pains and we all need love. All of us. So I, I'm, I welcome everybody, crazy or not. Yeah, let them come.
And some are easier to get along with than others, but God's called us to be a family, right? You didn't like all your kids, did you? <laughs> he looked back at Mama right there. Yeah, you hear that, Mama? <laughs> but but some of our kids were better than others, you know, than the other kids. And we think, whoa, how can't you be like that one? Yeah, we've all done that. But I, I believe God brings people into our lives so that we can bless them and so that they can bless us. And the Holy Spirit is always leading in this. Yeah, we may think, why did you send this person to this church, Lord? So you could learn how to love them. Amen. And we all need to, you know, we all can do better at that. Not just the pastor. All of us. And accept everybody that comes in these doors. Amen. We must learn in the body of Christ. What we must learn in the body of Christ is that just as in our own families at home, we didn't have a choice of who our brothers or sisters were. And we learned to get along, right? Amen. Kim's, I heard stories about her brothers just all the time being mean to her because she was the only girl in the house and she was the baby. And they would knock her in the wall and you know, going down the hallway and stuff. They were mean to her. So I'm going to get them. I've been telling them that for years. I'm going to get you all. But we've got to learn to love those in our body who are, spirit, who are our spiritual brothers and sisters as well. No matter where they are spiritually. We need to love them. And that's why I like to welcome everybody. I like to go meet everybody. I like to try to learn your names. Because you are personal to God. I want to be personal with you too. And uh, it's just good. We went to eat with a couple from our church this, this week. And just got to know them better. And it's so good. It's so good to get to, get to learn a little bit more about them. And, and uh, that's so wonderful. But I, I want to do that with everybody. Amen. Who's, gonna, who's next? I'm, I'm, I'm ready. Amen. Amen. So, okay. But God's love for us is unconditional. It's, it's called agape. That's an unconditional love. And we should have the same for others as well. Twelve o'clock. i got to hurry. All right. Number three. The third thing I want you to remember from this series is that the family is the best tool for evangelism. The family is the best tool. The church could have outreach after outreach. We could go door to door. We could have concerts. We could have dramas, conferences, feed the needy, build a house for someone. Uh, did I write that? <laughs> Visit the sick, pray, pray, uh, minister to prisoners, counsel. But the best tool for evangelism in any church is the family. Amen. It's in the home where your children receive the instruction and training in the principles of God and the ways of God. See, all the things that I've been teaching you since February in this series, you should be taking home and implementing them and applying them to your own family. Amen. And you should be seeing a difference if so. Amen. Listen, the life of a man and woman who give themselves totally to God and train their children can last for generations, as I talked about earlier. We all want the best for our families, but not at the expense of losing them through the ways of this world. You see, uh, when we decided to put our kids in a Christian school, we, we, came with, we had a lot of opposition uh, from our own family. Uh, our our own in-laws and outlaws and everybody. But we had a lot of opposition to that because Patrick wasn't going to be able to be a, a, a receiver, a wide receiver, uh, or, or, <laughs> or a 
basketball player. He's tall. He would have probably been very good. Except he never could beat me. Him or, him or his brother never could beat me because I wouldn't let him. No, no. But, but we got a lot of opposition that they would have probably been very good athletes. Sally would have been a cheerleader for sure, probably. Uh, there's a lot of things that we had to think about to make a choice about. And I'm not saying everybody has to do that. Not everybody has to be in a Christian school to get that done. But we just believe that was the best at that time for our kids to go to Christian school. And they did. And, uh, you know, I think they've done very well in life. And uh, they have. They've done good. And, uh, but, but that's a decision you parents have to make for yourself. But, I want you, but my point in all that is don't, don't just let them do whatever they want to do for their success at the expense of the relationship with God. Don't ever let them forget where God is in their lives. Amen? Everybody. Don't ever let your kids forget about who God is. Teach them about God. Whatever they're going through, whatever they do. We, when, we, when I played football, I played here in Luling High School. And uh, we prayed the, the Lord's Prayer every time. Every game. Every game. Football, basketball, every time. Do y'all still do that? Do they pray the Lord's Prayer before you play a game and stuff? Some of you don't. Yeah, one's nodding yes, one's not. But we did it, and we did, but we did it so fast you couldn't. I, what? You know, it just goes. I thought it was our name, and I'd be that name again. Amen. Oh, let's go. So, but don't. I, I just want to emphasize that fact is, don't ever sacrifice your kids for success for them in in a in a sport or something in place of God. Always bring them back home and teach them about God. Amen. Because uh, you'll raise your kids, if you're a godly family and you raise your kids to be godly and they raise their grandkids to be godly, your grandkids to be godly and on and on. Look at the differences that your family will have made over the years. It's very important. This world has different priorities. This world has different morality. This world has a destination. And I don't want me or my family to go there. You all know what I mean. In Mark 8.36, Jesus says, For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? We've got to teach our children that this world is not our home. There's an eternity for, the, for all who believe in the Lord. Amen? I want to read this scripture from uh, the, the Passion Translation of 2 Peter 3.10. 2 Peter 3.10 and 11, it says this, his delay simply reveals his loving patience toward... Oh, number, verse 10. I'm sorry, I started up there. The day of the Lord will come and take everyone by surprise as unexpected as a home invasion. The atmosphere will set, be set on fire and vanish with a horrific roar and the heavenly bodies will melt away as in a tremendous blaze. The earth and every activity of man will be laid bare. Since all these things are on the verge of being dismantled, don't you see how vital it is to live a holy life? We must be consumed with godliness. Now, I, wanna, I don't want to scare anybody or put fear on anybody because God's going to take us who are Christians and He's going to protect us and I don't have to walk in fear believing something's going to happen to me in the midst of all that. Amen? And I believe it for everyone who's a Christian. God's going to protect us. But He's going to make a new earth. 
Amen. This earth that we live in today is going to be destroyed. And God's going to redo it and make it all new. And we're going to live gloriously with Him forever. Amen? So this world will be destroyed. And we must not build our family ideals and priorities on the ways of this world. We as families have the greatest opportunity today to be the best evangelistic tool God could ever use by living a holy, godly life, honoring God, and by raising our children to do the same. And remember with God, All things are possible. Amen. So uh, I want to pray for the families and we'll close. Thank you. Father, I thank you that you are what's more important than anything else in life. And I pray that every family, every every family that comes and calls Maranatha home will, will put you above everything else in their home. You will be first. You will be the priority in that home. Things that they want to do, they will always include you. In the midst of them. And we just thank you, Father, that these families in this church will honor you, will praise you, will exalt you above everything else in life. And we thank you for their protection. Lord, your protection, your provision, your, your divine health, everything that, uh, that is needed in every family in this room, you take care of in Jesus' name. That's your promise to us. We receive it today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Pray for the thing.